You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 2, the Savage Dragon miniseries number 3, and the Savage Dragon vs. the Savage Megaton Man. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast with another Fincast Retro Show. We uh, format a little bit different than what we do for the new issues of Savage Dragon. We're actually going to be looking back at Savage Dragon issues of the past, as well as Savage Dragon relevant issues, series that were important uh, as it relates to Savage Dragon. These are going to be tackled chronologically in the date that they were published, meaning that we might stop and take a detour if one of these side projects was published before, you know, what you might logically expect to be the next show. At any rate, uh, that's just how it goes. We're going to summarize the issue, not do panel by panel like we do with new Savage Dragon issues, but summarize, give our thoughts, and then final thoughts on each issue. My name's Raven Perez. I'm Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. We got some pretty kick-ass issues yep. here. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up that Savage Dragon miniseries with issue number three, third rockin' issue, where the <laughs> Savage Dragon battles Bedrock. <laughs> this is before Liefeld got scared of the Hanna Barbarians. What you thought Hanna Barbera was gonna sue him? <laughs> Fred Flintstone coming for you. <laughs> It was actually the funny thing about Bedrock changing his Bedrock changing his name from uh, Bedrock to Badrock is that was legitimately covered in the pages of Youngblood. Yeah, like he did actually say, "Oh, I should probably stop, you know, change my name." And he actually used to yell "Yabba Dabba Doom." <laughs> okay, that's a little on the nose. Oh, I shit yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have done that part. <laughs> right. You probably could have gotten away with it if you hadn't have done that. Yep. So and those meddling kids. I always thought Bad Rock was a terrible way to adapt that. What Bad? I I thought. See, I don't give a shit about Youngblood, but I thought Bad Rock's an okay name. Better than Bedrock. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is. I th- I would say it is better than Bedrock. Bedrock. Is, no. Bedrock. I, is, thank you. Bedrock Craig. is thank boring you. and basic. Bad Rock is. You know, the alliteration sounds like what a damn caveman would say. Bad rock. (laughs) Not good. It's not good. I think not very, not very, not very change the name. Not very good rock. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate, Jim, why don't you limestone? So yes, uh, summary. Fortunately, I have this issue. I actually have a physical copy of this issue. Uh, so yeah, this issue basically rolls. We meet. We start up with uh, Savage Dragon is in the hospital, getting attacked by a guy named Inferno. 
Uh, we get some nice stuff with Frank, Alex, and Nurse Anne. We finally get to meet Overlord Revealed and all his armored, hooded glory. Yes. Very long codpiece. Uh, mm-hmm. We get... Uh, oh, we, uh, yeah, we get to... We learn who Amanda Mills is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of the people he Dragon saved last issue uh, when everyone was getting chucked across the room. Um, wasn't she... Uh, oh, no, she's... Nazi no, hostage? you're right. You're right. It was the Nazi hostage in issue one. Yep. And right, right, right away we start getting all the uh, romantic drama the series is well known for. Mm-hmm. As Amanda shows up, and Nurse Anne gets kind of jealous. That's why I read it. Uh, we get dragon, dra- you know, fucking with the press. Yeah, well, the the, another staple of the series is the dragon always being scrutinized by the press because he's a big green killing machine. <laughs> and then our first inner image crossover, not counting that one woman in the from the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad bedrock is here. Well, don't forget a, cyber data. Uh, I guess well. that is a mention. I forgot about that. Yep. The, the most overt yep. crossover yet. Uh, Bedrock is going to have an old-fashioned hero-v-hero throwdown mm-hmm. where they just kind of beat the hell out of each other and beat the hell out of each other. And then we get a fun little aside where uh, <laughs> child versions of uh, Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane are real excited about the TV. Oh, right. Spawn's here, too. I forgot yeah. I forgot about Spawn being in this scene. Spawn getting ignored. This yeah. is the best gag. And it's Eric... Actually, I'm wrong. It's Eric and... Oh, it's, it's Eric and Liefeld. Spawn, yeah, yeah. Sp- Spawn is the McFarlane character. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then Bad, Bad Rock, Bedrock and Dragon keep punching and fighting and punching and fighting. Oh, yeah. And we forget the first little tease of Rodney plotline. Mm-hmm. Of the old woman with a picture of a guy with a mohawk, a green mohawk. Uh, this old woman That's is my Rodney. Now, yeah, she's suddenly convinced that Dragon might be her Rodney. I love it, dude. Look at his green mohawk. Man, that's, that's such perfect. a weird plot line. I can't wait till we get into it more because it kind of it goes on a lot longer than you think. I think. Yeah, it was that Ron, everyone was trying to guess what his origin was. Because that was the thing, right? Dragon's origin was a mystery at this point. People were actively think, wondering what his deal is. Right. Well, even the press. The press were like, because they plant that seed, they were like, you know, what's your deal? Like, were you trying to hide some past? Like, what's why you don't really forget everything, do you? Like, it was kind of like, you know, why doesn't he remember things, you know? Um, and think, too, back, remember in the early 90s, like... Guy without a past wasn't an overly explored trope. Wolverine was pretty much your guy without a past. Right. And I guess technically the Joker. But, like, you had, like, two guys that didn't have a well-established past. So, this was kind of still fresh. Um, and so, in the end, uh, Bedrock gets sick of the fight and, has, and tells Dragon to stop. You know, stop the fight. And Dragon stops and he asks what the fuck's going on. And ba- Bedrock says, oh, I just wanted to f- see if he was tough enough to join Youngblood. Just wanted to see if you were tough enough to join Youngblood, dude. <laughs> and we get one of the best uh, double-page splashes ever. And Dragon takes him the fuck out. Because fuck that guy. <laughs> and his Mickey Mouse gloves. <laughs> yeah, those gloves, bro. Those gloves. 
And the big gloves. And this is, and the issue ends um, with uh, Debbie, uh, Debbie Harris um, out on her own, getting. Uh, sorry, I don't say this. He gets she gets taken into Dragon's apartment, um, and then uh, Frank gets a phone call at night, and we find out that he was the one who tipped off the vicious circle uh, to Dragon's whereabouts. Oh no, the, the, he's he um. He set his cousin up to get shook down, and that yep. to uh, to draw Dragon out. And Skullface is the one who confronts him about it. And this issue ends basically with Frank basically realizing he's screwed. Sleep well, Frankie. Sleep well. <laughs> I gotta say, of all the issues we've reviewed so far, um, the actual fight in this issue isn't isn't my favorite because it's kind of brainless and monotonous. Blasphemy. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's dynamic and cool and all, but it doesn't really lead anywhere. Oh, blasphemy. C- that was the punchline. Hmm? That was the punchline. That was the point. I get it. I get it. I get it. Bedrock's an idiot. It, almost from the beginning, it seems like Eric's taking shots at Youngblood for being stupid. <laughs> and Marvel Comics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because this is the old-fashioned heroes fight until they reach an understanding that they're both heroes. Right. And even Only bad Bedrock says it happens in Marvel Comics all the time. Right. <laughs> and uh and Dragon is not impressed with this. I thought it was a you know, when reading it, I I've always I know people kind of shit on this issue. When when new readers pick up Dragon for the first time, they start off with a mini series or podcast. Yeah. They shit on this issue for being that kind of brainless fight. But I, I've always enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of funny and goofy, and I, it showed, like, Dragon as, like, this guy that's kind of got his head on straight where all these other, like, superhero characters are running around in tights and acting like idiots. Like, the mm. Dragon was kind of the more down-to-earth guy. It was like, look at these bunch of idiots in tights. Bingo. You know? Bingo. You nailed it, Craig. Like, that's the thing. This, okay, if you say, oh, this issue doesn't do much... This issue draws a clear line, as if the other two issues, one and two, didn't let you know, hey, bub, you're not reading a Marvel comic. This issue just comes right out and says it for you. Like, Bad Rock is just a moron and, like, just looking to fight just to have a fight. And for Dragon, like, that's, you know, idiotic. Like, he has a point. Like, he's a cop. Like, he's a crime fighter, you know? Yeah. And, He's I mean, not just fighting for it, no reason. In the first issue, we see Dragon not impressed with Star vigilantism in general. Probably that, mostly because his hair. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but take that seriously. But but Dragon's always had a problem with like mask vigilantes and that sort of and other superheroes in general. He doesn't take them seriously most of the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he's in the right, and sometimes the Earth gets destroyed. <laughs> if he had just listened to Sergeant Marvel, <laughs> I love how Saptar had that full head of hair, and Eric was like, "Woof!" When after he saw that in print, and made it a point to just burn that shit off. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is one of those things that probably looked cooler in black and white than it yeah. did color. You know. <laughs> yeah. I would say I think that this issue also for the haters. 
I think this issue also does it. What the haters? It should. Yeah, take this, haters. Get ready. I'm about to lay it down. Lay it, I'm about to lay down some science <laughs> on you dumb shits. Um, this issue allows you to see Eric flex his style chameleon ability. Yeah. Which is to say where he can kind of like do other people's stuff. So, for instance, his spawn is spot on. No, I think that's take like that's taken from spawn. And he's not wrong because in the credits page there's a thank you special thanks uh it says special thanks this month to uh rob life uh, rob Liefeld for the use of bedrock and young blood and to spawns moo crew mcfarlane olaf uh, and orakowski from whom we blatantly homage the spawn tv bit oh maybe not well but, homage means that he did it right yeah, yeah, but he, but I think he, but he probably t- he must have took it from somewhere else. Nope. No, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think now when I think about it, I don't think Larson could deal with like someone else's art in his book. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Good Plus, point. look at those kids. Look at that kid's shoe. You tell me that ain't a Larson shoe. You t- look at that kid's like pant leg. You tell me that ain't a Larson pant leg. <laughs> like he. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, it's, no, it is uh, that that first the, the the spawn like the first page with like his eyes and so it looks so McFarlane-ish, but it's not hard to do for Larson. No, no, but I mean, you know, also too, you got Badrock here, looking better, like not just not just style chameleon, but looking even better. But he still throws like some of that like huge Liefeld cross hatching, like on his leg and stuff. Yeah. Like the, you know, snarly teeth. I don't know. I just thought there was some really good, uh, you know, style chameleon work here. There's also yeah. the expressions, to me, are still really good. Dudes, all right, flashback for the listeners. Flashback to the very first Bedrock, or bedrock panel where it's a double-page splash and he's punching dragons like glasses off. Guys, is that not, does Dragon not have Dolph Lundgren face? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Dolph Lundgren? You know, I know, I, go from I, I know who okay. Dolph Lundgren is, but I, I can't picture his face. If you, Did you just say, I know who Rudolph Lundgren is? No, I said Dolph. Oh, I thought you said, I know who Rudolph Lundgren is. <laughs> no, I said, I know who... Uh, now, gotcha. now I'm going to say mean, Rudolph. Now, is his now real name... Ru- is his full name Rudolph? I wouldn't call him that. I'd be afraid. <laughs> Rudolph Lundgren. <laughs> But I just, I don't know. It's a great face. Great face. Dude, there's another great face. Um, I know which one I know which one you're going to say, dude. Which one? It's the Him. one where he punches Bedrock into the water. Yeah, and he looks down like, oh, shit. Now I got to go get him. So he makes that joke, like, hope you can swim, punk. And then he kind of like, he's like, uh-oh, what if he can't? That face is like, that looks photo-referenced or something. Yeah. It just looks amazing. Yeah, it's not. And that's what's so funny. I just want to say, like, these issues are how many years old now? And, like, they hold up. Like, there's little things in here, florals, flourishes and visual things that you can look at. And it's still totally on point. Yeah. Dude, we didn't talk about this cover. We didn't? Oh, I guess we didn't. It warrants conversation. Dude, look at look at the texture on the bricks. <laughs> That's exactly Ugh. what I was going to say. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, dude. <laughs> Somebody found their brick texture brush. Yep. And the green reflection on Badrock? No. 
I think it's interesting that whoever colored it, again, I, I swear I feel like they touched up marker coloring. Because, like, there's just some stuff going on here that looks textury, unless they went in and put the textures in digitally, which they could have. But, like, look at Bedrock. Like, there's, like, noise in his gray. Like, in the gray of his, like, rock skin. Right. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, somebody go in and add that with computer? Like, what's up? What's going on here? I'll tell you a little thing I heard a long time ago that I remembered. You know why that says Battles Bedrock so large? Hmm. Why? Because he mistakenly drew Bedrock with four fingers instead of three. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. But, you know, it's funny because Larson is known for, like, such great covers... And I feel like the miniseries covers are just not good. Like, there's, they look cool and stuff, but as covers, they're way... Like, you know if Larson looked at these covers, I'm sure he would say the same thing. He looks like, at them every day and says, shakes his head. Well, they're just way too busy. I mean, he went out and, uh, and actually he redid the covers in the Savage... In the Dragon 5-issue miniseries where he reprinted everything in chronological order. Right. And the covers are, like, so much easier to look at. But I'm just saying, issue two and three, like, issue three, this is a hard cover to look at. Like, what? There's a lot going on. I remember as a kid, like, not really understanding. Between two and three, really not understanding what was going on in the cover. Really? You really think they're a hard read? It's just a guy punching another guy. I don't, there's, like, I don't, what's going on behind the drive? Like, this, it's just hard to look at. I mean, I'm not. I, mean, I see say that, that he's punching him, but it's like I don't understand what's going on around him. Like, and like, do you really need all that crap around it? Like, it's just so like. If you're gonna try to throw all this lettering and stuff, and I get why I put battles bad rock covering the fist, but it just adds. I honestly, honest to God, I remember just being like kind of confused between two's cover with the the hand covering dragon. Like, whose hand is that? And then just a rando. This, yeah, mm-hmm. and then this this cover with the bad rock. Like, is there something else going on? Like, just looking at it and being like, just as a young person, like, being like, this looks like a mess. <laughs> I'm okay with. It. I don't think it's uh, obviously as strong as the book got, but I think it reads. I just fine. think it's crazy because you. I mean, Eric, I think draws covers. Like the you know is one of the best guys when it comes out laying out covers and stuff. Sure, it's just surprising. That so, these weren't stronger. So is the gray hand a bigger mystery than the Johnson twins? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm still going to talk about the jo- Johnson twins every episode. I like Inferno. I think Inferno is a cool visual. Oh, hell yeah. You got the Kirby dots all over him. Yeah. And then, like, you know, when he gets knocked out, they just go out. It's great. Kind of boots is he wearing that don't melt I mean you know you know the same technology that's hooked up to his arms and his harness suspenders yeah <laughs> I've always been bugged out by dragon's two toes you don't like his turtle feet nah I don't you want to hear this like somebody asked him Larson they're like hey how come uh, savage dragon has turtle feet and he goes well technically turtles have dragon feet he said because I drew my uh, comics years before Ninja Turtles. Well, that was that was always that was the big clue with the two toes. That he's not actually human. 
Really? I, oh, that's one more thing I want to say. Don't you guys think it's funny how they so many times in these early issues, they're like, dude's from space. He's a space invader, just from space. And like, yeah. every, like they said it so much, and I was yeah. just like, to finally realize that that was actually the case, like, I was just like, damn, they straight up said it so many times in those early issues. He's from space. His, his two toes really bother me. They still bother you? Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> I get it. I mean, it may, he just—he's supposed to be like this handsome guy, and he's got these two big goofy toes, and it just bothers me. I don't know. Seems more efficient than me. I think it's fine. Big it's toes. just something that bothers me. It's the two big toenails, toes. isn't it? Because he's got—he's got two big toes. toes, not like two small toes. Well, here's what's crazier: is think about it. Like he wouldn't even have big toes. He'd have like the biggest toes, like two big toes. Like his big toes—that's like two big toes. Side by side, like if you had four big toes on your foot, that's yeah, almost get, like, what he's got going. Just weird. I bet, Craig. I bet the ladies don't give a shit about his two toes. They freak me out. He's got muscles. He's got muscles for days and a handsome face. You're gonna let it slide. Yeah. Overlord, what do you guys like? Okay, when you very first see your Overlord. Your very first Overlord, what are your thoughts? I'm not too impressed, honestly. He's got so many cool villains, like, in the first couple of episodes. I'm like, eh, who's this Doctor Doom ripoff? Kind of Iron Man-esque. See, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge, like... He's like, uh, you know. he's, he's like a Doctor Doom, Magneto, Iron Man mix. Well, it's funny you say Iron Man, because his original name is the Bronze Man. Well, that makes sense. But Eric didn't use that name. But in the in his pre-image dragon, he was the Bronze Man. I mean, ultimately, we get you know he's pretty badass. He's all pretty cool. Because uh, this is the one thing you don't really see in the miniseries is how ruthless he is. I don't mm-hmm. think he kills as one single person yet. That's more of an ongoing series thing. He gets into the habit of doing. I thought he was badass from the get-go. I was like, oh, dude, look at this goddamn dude. He looks like Dr. Doom on steroids. Yeah, I just, I felt like he was just the least interesting of all the bad guys. I just, he never clicked with me. I was like, yeah, he's okay. He just reminds me of Dr. Doom straight up. Overlord. I've never, I've never been a huge fan of Overlord. I thought all his other, like, big bads have been better. You didn't think he got interesting? Because I thought, like, the old man in a suit bit got was even more awesome. I thought it was okay. I don't know. And then it got to be too much with, like, different people in the suit. And it got to be just about the suit, and anyone could, you know. Is, is this a real Craig, or is this a body snatcher Craig? I swear what? I've heard you praise that. I I don't know. Maybe I just changed my mind. I, I don't know. <laughs> I praised what? Praise the you know multiple people in the suit. Yeah, I'm allowed to change my mind. I don't know if I did, but if Indeed. I did, I'm allowed to change my mind. Changed his mind. You heard it here first. I'm a flip flopper. Flip flopper. Inconsistent, Craig. No, but honestly, from the beginning, Overlord to me wasn't as interesting as the other bad guys. I could get that. I mean, you know, hmm. guy in an armored suit versus shark guy. Shark guy wins every day. I guess right away I got the impression that because he's revered by so many other guys, that mm-hmm. this guy's a big deal. And I kind of, I guess I got 
roped into that. Yeah, I was sold on it too. I just, I was like I said, like I thought his visual was cool, and all those cool looking dudes respected him clearly, like they were flunkies. And so I was like, yeah, man, this guy's cool. He kicks ass. Spaghetti, Antonio. So, so let's I, see I, what's up. I liked how the bad guys, like the vicious circle, was a gang, and it wasn't just like, oh, we're bad guys, and you know, we're the Sinister Six or whatever. This was like a legit gang, and I'm not sure I had seen that in comics either. Just like the bad guys weren't just rando bad guys. You know, they all were. Well, I don't know when a big gang. I, together. I don't know when this was fully established, but. Uh, the Flash's rogue gallery always kind of worked like that. It's a loose affiliation of supervillains. Yeah, uh, I don't. That, be that became a, that became, a bi- that became a bigger thing in the like mid to late nineties. But I think that it had been around for a while. I do think the idea of them being like a gang, like like gangster, like gang members, right? You know, I do think that the idea of like the book's entire rogues gallery like operating like. You know, I would say that you're probably right, Jim. I remember them like, you know, be like, "Oh, here's Mirror Master and Wizard Weather, Wizard Weather Wizard working together or whatever." But like, I mean, this is a gang with a leader. Right. Like they rob banks and stuff. Like you know, at his order. So kind of does feel like it was just as Dragon being a cop was fresh. I feel like the gang being the gang members being like you know super powered it still feels fresh right i get that or, i think at the time anyway i just i think you're right craig i feel like that was kind of a new twist so yeah i mean god no you go no no i made my point <laughs> so the most important part what's in the back here I got a poster in the middle. I got a poster in the middle, and I got oh, a coupon you, for Image Comics Zero. Image Comics Zero. Zero, yes. You got, did you guys send in for Image Comics Zero, or you were too late, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a few decades too late. Now, for me, I just didn't have the ability to get all that shit, and I didn't want those other books. Like, what a ripoff. This is like, you're going to buy all these comics to like... $2. I was buying them all anyway. $2.50 shipping. Image. Where am I going to get that kind of scratch? Too rich for my blood, dude. I was buying multiple comics so I didn't have to, like, so I could have a pristine issue. And then I'd have one where I cut the coupon out. <laughs> you were hardcore. Well, I, I don't know, man. Like, Image came out. Like, you, I mean, Brigade, Sad Dragon, Spawn, Youngblood, Cyber Force, Shadowhawk, Wildcats. I had to buy those, man. Did yeah. you? Did you have it to? It was awesome. I did. It was. You know, Larson, Lee, Liefeld, McFarlane, Silvestri, Valentino back then. I was like, those are the dudes. I agree. I just didn't have the scratch to buy all those books, but I don't know. I would have, like, looking back at it, I remember very... Because look at this, like, look at this ugly-ass thing. It's just this, like, orange sheet of normal-ass paper. Like, <laughs> normal-ass paper. Like it's not even th- fancy paper. Yeah, this is kind of, this is thick. This is somewhat cardstocky. But I mean, compared to the rest, like this poster's all slick and yeah, fine. Po- and yeah, that is the weird thing. The poster is a uh, the poster is glossy finish, while the rest of it is uh, rough. Uh-huh. I like the back of the comic. It's like, revised address redemption form. There was a typo discovered in the zip code of the early redemption forms. Right. Half the people that turned it in sent it to the wrong address. 
Wait, where is that? <laughs> On the back of the Image Comics Zero uh, <laughs> orange paper, the, the coupon. <laughs> and the big box at the top says revised address redemption form. Oh. <laughs> There's a typo discovered. Oh, early image. I like the final deadline for submitting coupons is December 31st, 1992. Unless noted in Youngblood Zero, Image Comic Zero may ship as late as March 2nd, 1993. We have to be able to find out when it actually came out. Hold on, I actually have it right here. (laughs) Oh, no, actually, I closed it. Ah, shit. Whoa. Hold on. Look at the coupon. Image Comics Zero coupon. What is that font? That strange script there. Where? Like, do you guys see that weird code looking thing? Like in the lower right hand co- uh, like corner of your coupon? Oh yeah. It's like Ictep. Savage Dragon Ta- by Eric Larson. Is that what it is? You can't read that? No, dude. It's in some kind of weird triangle font. Like, no. Oh, yeah, it, it is kind of weird. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was, talking, I was like, what? All right, so what's the over-under on uh, when Image Zero shipped? Uh, I want to say 94. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be optimistic. Uh, no, if, it's, it's shipped super late. Trust me. I had Okay, this. well then, if you're going to play fair, then I'm going to guess 97. Says no. October ninety three. All right. So, oh, I knew I should have got you, dude. You fucked me. Yeah, you did. You really shouldn't <laughs> you have done that. <laughs> you cheater. <laughs> Look, it, it said may ship as late as March second ninety three or October ninety three. I'm I'm a sucker. I shouldn't have believed the competition. Uh, you win, but Olsen, it's a tainted. Why do victory. I win? I said, guys, I said guys, 97. guys. You both lose. <laughs> Thank you. I lost when I ordered this thing, and it came in, and the Savage Dragon uh, comic was the only thing worth it in the whole book. What the heck is this Black Cat by Recollections? Issue. What? Tenth big issue on sale now. What are you talking about? The back uh, back cover ad. Oh. So, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Like, the black cat... Oh, Lauren Harvey Publications. I see a black cat crossing your path. It's it's weird, because it doesn't seem to be a Malibu book, and it doesn't seem to be an image book. Maybe it's it's got something to do with with, uh, Megaton Man. I feel like Recollections with those Infinity Signs may... No, I don't think so. And how about the bizarre connection between, like image and this entertainment this month the Gainesville like that's where your image zero coupons are going to oh yeah like you notice you're sending your coupons and money to American Entertainment care of image comics zero did you guys um see in the letters page J. Scott Campbell yeah dude that's the most clutch thing fan art (laughs) by Jeffrey Scott oh is that him funny story funny it looks like our funny fucking story about that uh, roughly the, around the same time right now, there's a mm-hmm. Nintendo Power issue uh-huh. that he submitted art to for like an <laughs> art contest. I can't remember the topic. I can't remember, but it was it was definitely Campbell uh, for something, and it was right about this time. So he must have been like looking for outlets to it's get so his work fu- out there. It's so funny you should say that. I met him at a convention at Heroes Con. And I, I was just, like, talking to him. I was like, blah, 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 this and that. 
and he said, yeah, it's just really weird. He said, um, you know, these days, everybody, they can get all the exposure and success they want through the Internet. He said they don't even have, you know, care about getting their work published or printed anymore. It's not important to them. And I, it's just kind of funny, like, you saying that combined with what he said when I met him. I was like, huh, that must have been how you were doing it, like just trying to get your work printed in anything that would print you. <laughs> All right, so it was like... It was like art for his own, like, video game idea. And it, and it was, okay, I guess it was 1989, so it was, like, years before this. Yeah. The most clutch thing is the signature on the little scrap of paper. I love it. Yeah, that was the big thing in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd McFarlane did that all the time, right? Yeah, a little scroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the Savage Dragon miniseries in the bag. But wait, there's an addendum. Just a little mm-hmm. more. Uh, so apparently um, this issue, Savage Dragon uh, 3, came out in December. And then there was like a three-month gap. Cause, uh, or even longer because it was like six months before the ongoing series started. But in that time, there was the release of the Savage Dragon versus the Savage Megaton Man. Which was a kind of collaboration between Eric Larson and Don Simpson. Woo! Dandy Don. Now, I don't know a lot about Don Simpson or Megaton Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I always get confused because Dragon started in Megaton, but it's a completely different Megaton. Literally mentioned in the letters column. Of course like, it which was. Which is funny. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, this came out in March of uh, 1993. And parts of this gets reprinted in the collection. Uh, specifically, I think like three page, four pages involving the Nixmen. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is its own thing, crossing over between the two characters. Uh, so... This issue is a little weird. I'm going to try and summarize it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it opens with Dragon confronting the Nixmen, who are a... Or Johnny Redbeard's Nixmen. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is the f- technically the first appearance of She-Dragon as, mm-hmm. um, as, Sensation. Um, as Sensation. And we'll get into those characters in a minute. Uh, but after uh, Dragon's confrontation with them, it cuts to... Uh, the uh, Mega Hero Universe, where Megaton Man lives, and we right. meet a whole bunch of weirdo superheroes. Um, I can't remember most of their names because I'm poorly informed. Yarn Man, Yarn Liquid Man. Man, Rubber Brother, Rubber Brother, yep, <laughs> and uh, Phantom Jungle Ghost Girl. I think. Oh, that makes sense. The <laughs> Rubber Brother, Rubber Brother. That's the winner. <laughs> I mean, that's the winner, right? And, of course, Megaton Man is, like, one of the most powerful uh, heroes ever because he's he's just a massive, muscly, (laughs) chin man. Muscles upon muscles, dude. (laughs) Um, So something weird's happening in another dimension, so he transports himself to the Image Universe. Now, Megaton Man is often pretty self-aware about him being a comic book character. Mm-hmm. This this happens a lot. Uh, he runs into the Nyx men who are running away, and then Dragon runs directly into him. Of which then we get a knockdown drag out fight, kind of similar to the Bad Rock fight in a lot of ways. Right. Although uh, Megaton Man puts in more of a 
more a little bit more impressive offense than uh, Bedrock did, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they f- slug it out in wackier and wackier ways. Megaton Man, uh, in particular, he like he does all kind of like weird cartoon stuff. That's really weird. Dragon doesn't approve. <laughs> oh, and then there's this big double sideways splash. Calendar style, dude. Slag Heap, who is kind of a... He's like a gorilla mutant. Clearly designed in the Don Simpson style. Um, we'll talk well, more is, about the, how He is also is. from the Megaverse. He is from the Megaverse. I guess yep. that's what the whole, the whole reason he's here is he's got to find this guy. Well, that was well. That was the mix-up. Uh, somehow, the next men got their hands on Slag Heap, okay, and they were talking about having a mega weapon. And so, when Dragon bumps into, you know, Megaton Man, he thinks, thinks that he's, he's the, the mega weapon. weapon. That makes sense. But it's actually Slag Heap. Uh, and then and they they never say how the next men got their hands on Slag Heap. Uh, it doesn't matter because Sly Heap goes down in like a single hit from both of them. Right. And crushes the Nyx men. And then uh, Megaton Man's friends all come through the portal. And they resolve their differences. The end. And of course, Dragon is left to clean up the mess per usual. Mm hmm. Yeah, but he's happy you didn't break his shades. That's it. Because he looks pretty good in shades. We can only assume that Slag Heap is still running around Chicago. Yeah, whatever happened to Slag Heap, Eric? Bring back Slag Heap. <laughs> I'm sure Gavin's itching to kill him. Yeah, that's it. Hashtag kill Slag Heap. <laughs> so, this issue's credited to both Eric Larson and Don Simpson. I, I, I'm guessing this is a collaboration. Uh, it's FedEx. They FedEx the pages. Uh, remember, 92, folks. Internet, not a thing. So they FedEx the pages back and forth. Because, so, like, Don penciled all the Megaton Man uh, character stuff, and then Eric inked it all? Uh, the way I no, heard I it said, so. it was a back and forth. Okay. Kind of like uh, Image United. Like, they all, they ink their own stuff. Okay. Because yep. Simpson is inking Megaton Man in the Image Universe a lot more detailed than he does in the Megaverse, where things are a lot more, like, flat-colored. Uh, well, he he yeah. does say he's going to get cross-hatched inking. <laughs> oh, that's right. He does make mention of that. Yeah, it's a joke. He's like, will I get that fancy cross-hatched inking? So that that's cool. I, I like collaborations like this. I, I'm sure it was a massive pain in the ass. Oh, dude, it looks so fun. I Yeah, this book looks so... This makes me want to do a crossover like this so bad. Did you get... I forget what you said. Did you get this when it came out, Raven? Or you said you got it much later? No, I got this way later in life. Wait, at this point, I had not gotten this issue like until I was, oh boy. Go from like, I got that issue when I was uh, 11 to like this issue I got when I was like 22. Gotcha. Yeah, so. When this when this came out, I didn't know what to make of it. I so let me just say I appreciate it a hell of a lot more later on and mm-hmm. I appreciate uh, Don Simpson's art and I really liked it you know years later but mm-hmm. when this came out 
I was all about like the extreme artists and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it was nineties. I was all about image artists and stuff. What are you talking yeah. about? He looks just like a Liefeld design. <laughs> no, the art is just. Was You're too right. Cartoony. I can see his crotch. It's not. It's not a void. Just fifteen or sixteen year old me was just like, what? Like this is too weird. Like I didn't like the mix up of styles. I just wasn't having it, and I didn't give it a chance then. I was just. I thought it was such a weird thing for like. Savage Dragon being brand new and trying to like start off to like do something like this. Well, Me- but, uh, and Megaton Man is, was one of those independent comics that came out of the Ninja, yeah. Ninja Turtle boom, I assume. I don't know. I mean, it's from Kitchen Sink. So, in a lot of, I would say, in a lot of ways, having the new independent characters cross over with the old independent characters makes a lot of sense. It might have for, like, probably older readers at the time or something, but I just felt like nobody that I knew knew who Megaton Man was before this. Right. Dude, so funny you should say that, because, I mean, did you did you read Eric's section of the... Yeah. It's, dude, it is brutal. It's brutal. It's, but I think it's all tongue-in-cheek. I know. Column. I know, but still, dude, even tongue-in-cheek, it's like, ugh. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's like my career just went up and up and up, and his career yeah, went down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would you write that? I was like, oh, brutal, dude. But then he he shits on Image too, right? right? He's like, to me, this book defines what Image comics are all about. And he's got this thing where he crosses out out of control cartoonists churning out hopeless, incoherent dreck that comes out months later than originally scheduled. <laughs> he crosses it out and writes. Solid entertainment for the funny book dollar. Genius. But, um... Still good, though. Love it. No, I love... Like, this is basically the precursor of what Image United really was. Like, just the two... Exactly. Two exact... You know, two guys working on the same page. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm so glad you said that because... The thing to me is this kind of collaboration where you have one cartoonist drawing his guy on every page and the other cartoonist drawing his guy on every page. I'll be honest, I don't know for entire stories. Obviously, there are pinups like that like crazy. There's a ton of pinups like that. I'll draw my guy, you draw your guy. But like as far as a comic, I don't know of another one. I really don't, yeah. other yeah. than Image United. So when I first heard about Image United, like it flipped my shit because I was like, oh, it's going to be like Megaton Man on steroids. Like, great. I was so hyped. And uh, I think for my money, again, I didn't have that experience. I probably, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to tell you my guess. I probably would have hated this as a kid too uh, because it's pretty different. Than the other Savage Dragon I mean, issues. I, I loved all the dragon poses and shit like that. Don't get, I didn't hate the comic as a whole. I just didn't like Megaton Man. I was like, why? You know, I was like, he could have been fighting Spawn. Why is he fighting this guy? Right, right. Or, or this is largely bloodless. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of blood. I just there's... thought it was goofy, but... Now, the, I love The thing it, is, though, yeah, exactly. The thing is with Eric is he's always embraced the comic book medium. So, like... 
with Megaton Man, like a lot of art, like I couldn't imagine like McFarlane or Silvestri having Megaton Man fight their characters, you know? Right. And so uh, Eric was is totally fine with like playing it goofy, playing it brute. You know, you go from what we were just you know reviewing, you know, the miniseries uh, issue three being like a pretty you know it's, it's bad rock and it's a little silly, but it it was still a, takes itself kind of as a serious comic, you know. Mm-hmm. to like just jumping in with this real cartoony character and then you know years later or months later he, i think it was years later he did like the destroyer duck savage dragon just real silly kind of characters but right. he's not afraid to mix it up with that you know whereas other i don't see any other creators really at image doing that kind of stuff no you're 100 percent right uh there would there would never be and and I think it has amazing potential. Like for instance, you could have uh, Walking Dead crossover with I Hate Fairyland. Like that's something that could happen. Easy. It's one creator talking to another, and it could happen. And it would be out of this world. And that's the closest equivalent I could think of. Is that like here Wait, you have did Megaton that happen? Man? Not a full issue. Oh. They had the cover, but they didn't have like a full issue, did they? I don't know. I haven't read either of them in a while. I don't think they did. Walking Dead, I don't think, would ever do. The closest Walking Dead did to anything goofy was they had the uh, Let's Meet the the Alien Invasion, where Ryan Otley drew, like, you know, oh, it's Alien Invasion. And, like, they had that joke. I think that was in, what, issue 100 or issue 50 or something? One of those two, yeah. Because, like, Kirkman had the joke. But, like, again, it's mostly been serious. Like... Pretty much. And so you're right. Like, to have Megaton Man meet Savage Dragon, and again, so early on. Like, so early on. I th- I feel like Eric, in particular, of all the Image founders, was the one to really em- embrace the independent comic scene in general. Yeah. He, he, he Savage Dragon is, in many ways, part of that, you know, that, that independent culture comic culture yeah, absolutely. more so than any of the others big time dude well because because the savage dragon character was actually around a lot before oh that's true image, he, he, he was know? in it to begin with right back in the megaton era i mean you, you go back to the the wedding issue with barbaric and ricochet and you see all the like the yep you know image characters indie guys there yeah yeah i would say that he definitely like even the Ninja Turtles showing up, like you know, there's definitely always been that like Savage Dragon North American indie comic connection. Yep. More than more, way more than like Spawn, way more than like Young Blood, way more than like Shadowhawk. Those I mean, guys just I mean, didn't do that. Shadowhawk did it a little bit. Yeah, I, I think Valentino is the next one because he had Normal Man. Normal Man is super yep. old school Indian. And I think he did. Carl, he, he, I think he was the one who spearheaded the like the nineteen sixty three series with Alan Moore. Oh, I think okay. that I think that was Shadowline. So he was doing a little bit of that stuff, but it never, and he was playing around with Big Bang guys, right? With, so he he was Valentino was a bit more into it, but uh-huh. Eric seemed to like really get into it. Yeah. Funny story. I know this is like a t- I'm sorry, guys. This kind of abandons like your train of thought there just a little bit. But my issue is uh, autographed by Don Simpson. It says Don Simpson '93 right here on the like cover. Nice. You know, it's funny you say that 
I was going through my issues and I noticed I had one signed by Eric and I don't think I just I probably just picked it up somewhere and didn't realize it. Right. Just like, oh, Eric's signature on The there. only Eric signature I, I have is the one on my hardcover. I also have a Savage Dragon versus Megaton Man gold foil uh title for some reason. What? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's great. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> No, one last story. I don't even remember having it. One last story. I'm so sorry. You, I think you'll get a laugh out of this. Don Simpson's a Pittsburgh local, right? All yep. Right. Yep. And um, my buddy, he was like talking. At, you know, apparently, like him and Don Simpson interact, but like he he doesn't know like shit about like comics. So he didn't, wouldn't know who Don Simpson was. So he tells his buddy that the he tells Don Simpson that the only thing he knows, he, he's like, I don't know you. <laughs> And Don Simpson's like, oh, I did Savage Dragon and Megaton Man. <laughs> like, he used that like to like like sort of like name drop who he might like to try and like bring it into like bring yeah. himself into like my buddy's like uh, sphere. And the only thing my buddy can say is, "Oh, my buddy reads Savage Dragon." <laughs> it's kind of funny, like him using Savage Dragon to like you know. <sighs> it's probably the biggest book he's worked on. I- Gotta think, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I, think I wonder so. how many this this thing this issue probably sold a shit ton of copies. Oh yeah, dude. A one shot with a brand new image character. Forget about it. It's a new number one. In nineteen ninety, what ninety? Which what year is this? Ninety three. Yeah, or it's the cover signed ninety two, but it's published ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, March ninety three. Can we talk about the next men? Yes, let's talk yes. about the next men. Dude, look at the, the the pile of bloody corpses all around them. Yeah. <laughs> they really took out some anger on these folks. So, Murderers. so the whole gag here is that these are all references to John Byrne characters. <laughs> John right. Byrne's instead of next men. <laughs> yeah. At the time, John Byrne had moved off of DC stuff and was doing his own thing. So... If I remember correctly, Sensation, of course, is She-Hulk. Yep. Sensational She-Hulk. Um, I forget what this guy's name is. The the guy in blue and red. Super X. Su- yeah, he's supposed to be Superman. So it's a, yep. it's a reference to John Byrne's uh, relaunch as Superman post-crisis. Yep. The the guy in the headband <laughs> is kind of a Wolverine-esque guy. So nope. No? Namor, right? Yeah, he's the subhuman. He's Namor. So Byrne oh, did a, right. a did. series of Namor became like a corporate executive I, guy. I recall Remember? that now, yes, at Marvel, yeah. And then I don't know what Fade and, and uh, Lightning Bug are supposed to be. I forgot about Fade. Do you, have, you guys have any uh, clue on them? Not I a clue, bro. don't have one clue. Let me see if the Wikipedia page sh- of ours... I can't get over She Dragon's like pose. <laughs> Look at her buns. <laughs> like she's, she's popping a squat. Yeah, exactly. She is standing in such a poop a pooping fashion. Alright. Fade lightning bug. Let's just see if fa- Oh yeah, Fade. She's got a cool design. Dude, I love though how he took like like She Dragon was just a spoof on, you know, sensational She-Hulk. So her name was Sensation. And then her whole thing was like, she's like, I perform for people from another realm that only <laughs> I could see. It was my direct, that only I could see my directionless 
non-adventures, pretty j petty jabs, lame jokes, and what does it say? Pratt Falls. Ultimately bored and drove away all who knew me. So he took that and he turned her into a real character. And so like she used to like talk, like break the wall and everything. And right. Talk. But it turned out he, Eric wrote it so she was talking to the eternal youth, remember? R right. Yeah. So the ref So he changed it from being a spoof to like an actual like real thing, you know? It's pretty funny. And then she became important. Like I would say She-Dragon was an important character. Dude, Johnny Redbeard, who's supposed to be John Byrne, became an important character. Right. So good, dude. Yeah, I and love even, it. Even Lightning Bug showed up a bunch. Lightning Bug is actually still alive. She's like, except for She-Dragon, who's depowered. Lightning Bug is, Bug is the only one who's still active. Uh, all the rest are dead. For the, the better. Bed. Yeah. Ah, For ah. the better. I would like to see more of her. She... She has Lightning Bug has a good cool design, and you know what she was like. We talked about uh, previously. She uh, she was in that poster tease as like an important character. <laughs> so maybe Eric has like super secret plans for her. You never know, dude. Um, flashing back to the letters column from issue one when he was talking about things that happened in the old comics. Yeah. Um, one thing he said, and I've never let go of it. I've I've always thought about this. I think about it all the time. When he was talking about how Dragon's kids would magically get super-aged into adults so they could become heroes faster. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting, dude. I'm waiting for those kids to be super-aged. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen now. You really don't? Nah. Issue 250. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> super-aged. No, Maybe. I don't... I don't... Like, if that happened, would you dudes, like, you know, shit a brick? Like, would you think, what? Like... I don't know. I'd be I'd be all right with it. Suddenly, Amy's an adult. It'd be weird. I'm into it. I'm into it. I think if it happened, it'd be okay. Um, it gotta, really kills I, I, me. I gotta say, Super X's power, where soap, um, his, his uh, what does he say? Um, my new powers keep me my clothes clean for uh, forever clean, but I repel soap. Basically, he's talking about Superman's uh, te uh, telekinesis abilities, how Byrne explains him. Uh, his... Do tell. What's that mean? I never got that. Okay, so in the John Byrne reboot, Superman's powers are explained as he's he, he can fly and he's uh, invulnerable because he has latent telepathic uh, abilities. So it's uh. like, so he uses, he uses like, uh, um, telekinesis is basically the answer to like all of the physics-based questions. Like, when he picks up oh, a giant ship, no. or why the building doesn't collapse when he picks it up in the middle, it's because he's using telekinesis to hold it together. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. And that's what uh, Eric is referencing here with his uh, dude, with how he repels soap. Imagine uh, just 1993 and John Byrne just catching whiff of this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know he was fucking hot, dude. Hot. Eric Larson is a riot, dude. Dude's got balls. Massive oh, yeah. balls. He's just like, I'm going to call these guys Johnny Redbeard's Nixed Men. With no doubt fun. I am shitting on every one of your creations. Every single one of your creations in the past decade. Big fat shit on them. <laughs> A double page spread dedicated to so, shooting. <laughs> yeah, just showing, telling you how ridiculous your characters are. Absolute I insanity. I love it, dude. 
Insanity. Because I also think, I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that, like, these days people are way too, like, I don't know. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen, because absolutely people do take shots at each other, but, like, they wouldn't do it, like, they wouldn't make fucking whole characters dedicated to it, you know what I mean? Our weakened condition was a result of his senseless revamping. <laughs> that, that, that's basically the crisis on Infinite Earths. Because uh, we do as our recreator did, destroy our surroundings in the name of change. We don't care who we hurt. So basically, yeah, they get revamped. They're, 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 well, I guess it's, it's all revamps. So it's it's basically just every time he comes on title, he changes everything. Look at the Namor guy. I was stripped of my flying ability after looting my undersea kingdom to build a giant corporation that Johnny and I couldn't properly run. He gave me amnesia and ran for the hills. <laughs> It's <laughs> good, dude. Classic. Yeah, I can't figure out who Fade or Glowbugger is supposed to be. Yeah, it's weird. F- Fade's got to be. I, she doesn't speak, so I, she doesn't give me any clues. And yeah. the Wikipedia doesn't spell it out, probably for tact. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that was a fun issue. Let's check the back matter. Oh look, it's Young Bud Strike Files with a young up and coming Jay Lee. We um we have to remember to ask Eric next time we interview him who those characters, if if anyone, who they're supposed to be. I'm really interested. I'm sure he knows too. Is what's funny. I'm sure he knows, yeah. but I don't know if he'll tell us. Why not? I don't think he gives a shit. Yeah, we'll He's see. got nothing to lose. Got nothing to lose. He's doing good. So Neil Gaiman is writing Spawn. I can only see good things coming from this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's so funny. It's like like they've got it all giant and stuff. Like, Don't do it. Neil Gaiman writes Spawn. It's like, oh no. He'll he'll someday he'll own the wholly original character Medieval Spawn. Yeah, how about, sell it to Marvel? How about fucking uh, Angela? Was it Angela? Yes. That is now in Guardians. It's yep. like, oh. yep, she is an official Marvel Universe character. And the user. What a world we live in. Yeah, that's so douchey. Oh, Douche hey. to the max, dude. Al Gordon and Jerry Ordway are coming at us with Wildstar. Sky Zero. It's, it's weird. It's The arc is called Sky Zero, but it doesn't really appear on the covers. At least I don't think so. so I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I will... It's a 30 megaton blowout. <laughs> yeah, a lot of megaton action in this one, huh? Yeah. A lot of blowouts. Also, this is one of my favorite <laughs> things. Um, we're getting the uh, the Freak Force teaser, and yeah, this is was... this is the Eric Larson drawn like poster. Well, uh, cover. Yeah, and Vic Bridges basically copies the whole thing in his in his art. Yeah, like the same poses and everything. I I, I dig this a lot, and uh, this comes out in March, and I don't think Freak Force debuts until uh, December, so it's still a ways off. But I'm yeah. super cool that he's. T- teasing this already because think about it none of these characters have been introduced yet we we except for super oh Patriot. you know oh that's true super Patriot and but mighty man's supposed to be dead what's the deal yeah yep i guess that's why he's got a star on his chest he's different <laughs> ah maybe maybe that's why he went with that that actually would explain a lot uh no it's 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 um it's cool to look at what's what else was going on at the same time. Oh yeah, oh, back yeah, back dude. cover. Stupid. Well, even these Hillary pinups. Barta. 
These pinups like uh, like Eric drawing Megaton Man and then Don Simpson drawing Dragon. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, the harshest. I love Eric's Megaton Man though. I think he's awesome. He's very beefy. Yeah, I like that. His tiny, tiny hands. Yeah, dude. Just won't say anything about the <laughs> dragon pin. Oh, really? But oh, look at him. Look at him. He's so regular proportioned. He's hairy. He's hairy as fuck. Oh, you're responding to the hair. I see. <laughs> I like the uh, weird... Like, I like the, the 80s joggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it just. I was like to say, like, Don Simpson didn't give a shit to just put some more, like, old-ass looking 70s style, like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what the kids look like these days. <laughs> So, that's uh, that's the Savage Dragon versus the Savage Megaton Man. I think overall it was a fun issue. Yeah. Um, I do want to say real quick, uh, just a quick uh, addendum. Uh, we should talk briefly about Image Comic Zero. Lay it on us. I'm o- super excited. If only for this. because um, when all of the when the initial miniseries was collected in the uh, uh, Baptism of Fire collection, um, Eric added a bunch of stuff. Uh, primarily, I, I, I was wrong. It wasn't four pages for Megaton Man. It was literally one page for Megaton Man. Okay. Um, but in addition, he added a story which ran in Image Zero, which is a super important story. This is so weird. So yeah, as we were talking about earlier, there was coupons in a various issues of Image Comics that if you got them all together, you could order away for a uh, special issue, Image Zero, which would be a bunch of stories by uh, the Image founders, including an Eric Larson story. Now, let me think. Let me clear my mind real quick so I can get the timeline right. This Image Zero story didn't come out until October of this year, at least according to my uh, Comic Vine database that I was looking at. I don't know how accurate that actually is. Uh, Savage Dragon, the ongoing series, debuted in July. This story in Image Zero is the story of Debbie Harris getting murdered, which because I read this story when it was in the collection the first time, is a super important part of, to me, Dragon's backstory, or his character as a as a cop, or as a character in general. Right. So, that means the Savage Dragon ongoing was like six issues in before this story saw light of day. It's so weird to me that they would get that far into the series before that, what I consider a defining character, a defining moment, was shown to anybody. And then later collected in this trade paperback, which also, just to mention, the collection reorganizes a lot of events from the miniseries. Like, it starts at the Burning Field, it does the Frank and Dragon in the hospital stuff first, and then goes into the action uh, scenes. And, And then, of course, at the end of the book, they add in this Debbie Harris stuff, and uh, and he even draws new pages uh, to uh, bookend it, which aren't in Image Zero, they're wholly new for the collection. Hmm. Well, they they taught so the that the dragon five issue ninety nine cent reprints of the miniseries, yeah. which adds all the trade stuff in. Eric has a big write up at the end and talks about all the stuff in detail. But with the image comic zero, it's the same like typical old image thing that Eric tries to you know make image comics special by putting this event in, which is like. A mind-blowing event, and he thought it would be something cool to like be worthwhile to send all those coupons for. Unfortunately, it seemed like all the other artists dragged their ass. Right, and when we got it. They 
I think uh, McFarlane was just dumb pinups, and Liefeld had like this <laughs> real bare bones troll story, and it was just it's the same old story. Remember, I mean, Eric did it with like the the Image Comics hardcover where he was like, "I'm going to tell Dragon's origin and make this worthwhile." And then tenth anniversary, you know, dude. Yeah, and then McFarlane was like, "I'm just going to write a prose story with a bunch of static pictures or something," you know, like like you know what I mean, a bunch of pinups again, but. Um, he said that he decided to put it in the trade and the trade actually came out because he didn't know when image zero was going to come out. Right. And it ended up coming out before the trade by I'm before image zero by like a couple weeks or something. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's okay. And then there was also, um, this operation urban storm. And I don't know if that was supposed to be a one shot or whatever. And there's a few there was like a mini story on that that was added into the trade and in the dragon miniseries which is when dragon kind of meets most of the police force right Mm -hmm. and then is introduced to howard neisman for the first time oh yeah none (laughs) of that was in the miniseries all this seems super important to me too yeah so that was that operation urban storm was supposed to be like a one shot and i don't know if it was uh supposed to be like a benefit comic or something but it was right around the la riots time oh so it's all about like kind of like that, you know. So Nisman's all in in uh, Dragon's face, calling him a freak and shit like that. And so basically, uh, Dragon doesn't have any of it and just grabs uh, Nisman by the balls and lifts him up. And he's <laughs> like, you know, might doesn't make right. And he's like, wearing a badge doesn't make you correct or whatever. It's like things like the Rodney King beating and your little episode are turning people against the police, blah blah blah. And it's this big thing about police brutality type thing. Right. So that was all different and added. Yeah, that's not ringing a bell at all, my dude. I don't think I saw that shit at if all. If you don't have the trade, you didn't see it or the the 99 cent reprints. Wow. Again, that, it might that, be in the, the, the archives that, actually. The Neesman nut crunch is like a super like important character trait defining to me. Yeah. Because that was the first thing I read. Do you have the, the archives? Uh, I have the archives. Raven I do not. Uh, I'm wondering if it's in there. It is. It's in there. is. It's identical to the, to the, to the I structure. I just of haven't the, looked at actually, it. Actually, that's kind of weird now that I think about it. If Because the, the, the archives, the back of the archives shows the miniseries issues, but then it reprints the Baptism of Fire layout uh, way it was published well that that operation urban storm too like it's probably about five pages long it happens right after the he he shoots the target the little hand right you know that we were laughing about uh on a previous episode nine bullets in one hole right um he introduces gets introduced to all the cops which is pretty pivotal too like Bruce Robinson, William Johnson, Alex Wilde, uh, Phil Dirt, and then Howard Neisman. They each get their own panel, so that's pretty pivotal. Yeah, it's not ringing a bell either. Yeah. Well, we'll fax it to you. Gotta get those trades, baby. Gotta get those archives. So, so yeah, just for for people out there, if you've only read the uh, single-issue miniseries and not the trade or the dragon reprints, you're missing out. What I yeah. consider two or two of the most important scenes in this book. Well, and that's and that's to again the reason why he reprinted the dragon in '96. That 
five issue series is because I guess at the time the readers complained that the trade had all this extra stuff that you know people that were buying the single issues were getting punished and as you know Eric's kind of flipped that position where it's like you know you get more stuff if you buy the single stuff and the trades are the real stripped down things now you're not getting like the backup stories and the funnies and the and the trades right yeah that's but, funny that's why I kind of like it was like eh, I don't really need those trades cause like I, I knew that the trades didn't have like I don't think they have letters like for sure I mean no, you would that'd be weird not. But like they, I knew they didn't have the uh, backup comics, and uh, although this one I believe may have, if I remember correctly, the trade was bundled with a, with a, a comic, a comic right? that reprinted yep. a bunch of the backups. Oh no, yep. that was that wasn't this one. That was uh, that was forced. That was for that the was, original. That was, that was the, forced the to be reckoned series. with. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so even it had the backups too. Yeah, that awesome. was like the one as time a, that happened. Comic. Okay. He also used to do a lot of like sketchbook stuff in the back of the trade. There's a lot of sketchbook stuff in the back of the baptism fire trade. Like which is cool. Like a ton. I might have that. I I'm feel like I've, I've seen sketches somewhere. Sorry, oh, I'm sure they I'm sure they've been republished elsewhere or shown elsewhere. But it is it is interesting to see. Um Yeah. I also think it's funny, and I know Eric kind of kicks himself in the ass for doing this, is that he wasn't sure if the miniseries, if, if the Dragon comic was going to be a hit, so he decided to make it a miniseries. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised he didn't, after like it coming out with three, didn't just make an issue four. Yeah, that is weird, why he just wouldn't continue it as is. Although... Although the sales probably made, you know, a new issue one was probably like... Yeah, but he's so oh, against yeah. that now, it's weird. Now, but then, I mean, you saw the type of money coming in and the volume of comics sold in 92. Oh, yeah, dude. He and probably I regrets it because he would have been three more issues closer to 250 at this point. <laughs> I'm sure he does, but, like, again, like, at the time, monetarily, I'm positive it was the right move to make. Yeah. Because didn't he say, like, off his first issue, he was able to, like, buy a house and go on a honeymoon? I'm sure. And so it's just like, all yeah. right, dude, rolling. Well, if you listen to you know, our interview with, with Gary Carlson, was he saying, like, that Vanguard 1 sold over 100,000 copies? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love those stories where they're like, oh, we, we had to discontinue it because it just wasn't selling enough. Meanwhile, it gets canceled at, like, 50,000 copies or whatever. Yeah, which is, br- ridiculous. is berserk. It's ridiculous numbers. Completely berserk. Like, numbers like, that people would kill for. If you were doing 100K, you'd be in the top 10. And nobody knew who Vanguard was then. <laughs> right. It's not like you're doing, like, a new Wolverine one, which would barely crack 100,000 probably now or something. Oh, like, yeah. What, is a, what are the top comics selling now? Batman. Batman. And how many issues about I think Batman is doing like it we did go up and like for a long time like comics were barely breaking a hundred. I think oh. Batman comics are starting to break like three and four. 100. That's good. Yeah, it is actually on the uptick. Wow, that's not. huge because I feel like years ago like we were, we were getting to a point where like a hundred thousand was like top ten. Yep, I, I think like now like Batman, it's like most. I think like the top ten though is like five of the top ten are like Batman. Yeah, it's weird. It's still, it's pretty scary to think only a hundred thousand 
comics is like top ten. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's definitely again just the difference between ninety three and two thousand nineteen. It's <laughs> it's oh we can't do Ninja Turtles in color because they only uh, sell fourteen thousand copies a piece. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Nah, I, I, I'm actually, like, I'm super pleased with this, like, uh, Megaton Man. Like, I think, I, I don't know, all this, all these, like, these early issues, I think they still hold up. I think the colors still look vibrant and good on them. I mean, it might not be the best coloring, but, like, I'm just saying, like, it's, I think that they're still entertaining things. Mindless, sure, but, like, fun. It's still fun stuff. Yeah. So, I think that about wraps us up, unless there's any other, like bits and bobs we can think of I think that's about it uh, next time I think we're going to let me check my list real quick I on the next I, Savage Dragon uh, next time actually speaking of Wildstar I think we're going to cover the Wildstar, uh, Wildstar series by Gordon and uh, and uh, Boardway Those uh, thinking noises. it's a bit of it's a bit of a I w- I'm going to say it's a little bit um tangential to dragon but wild uh, wildstar uh appears in dragon often and yeah. he's rather enigm- enigmatic uh to me so i really uh, i have not read any of these issues before so this is going to be a first time for me yeah uh, are we are we going to re like when we do the reviews are we going to go through the the complete series or are we going to still like skip in chronological chronological order oh no like, uh the, issue so j- just to explain to, to you in the audience the idea is that uh especially for miniseries like four issue miniseries when we get to them chronologically we're gonna do the whole series in one gotcha. in, in like cool. one in in in, a, in in sequence till it's done and then we'll return nice. to savage dragon and do a few issues of that um mm. just just to like for example we're gonna do the our next two episodes are gonna cover wild star because there's four issues of that to do then we're going to go back to Savage Dragon, uh, and then then we're going to do the four issues Super Patriot series. Gotcha. Do those um, when Freak Four when, hope- when Freak Force starts. We're going to switch off every two issues. Is okay. the plan? Yeah, I think that, Freak that's, Force for is year, that's for next year. That's for next year to do it along with Savage Dragon because so much stuff happens back and forth to go through all of Freak Force wouldn't make sense. Yeah, so yeah, we're not going to go all 15 issues of Freak Force. We're going to go two issues of Freak Force, two issues of Savage Dragon, two issues of Freak Force, and for as long as till we finish. Sweet. So that's awesome, the, that, is the o- this, that is the overall plan for the next year. I'm looking forward to this, A, because I haven't read through my Savage Dragon comics in a while, and then B, I, you know, it's just, it's going to be fun to, to talk about this with you guys because we've never talked about these comics. I tried this on Versailles. I have literally never done a straight read-through. Neither have I. Shame on you. It's no. always been out of order, because that's how I collected them, so I've always just jumped around. Did you got, Did you guys ever collect the second Wildstar series? I, I own it, not read it. We'll get to it. Neither. Okay. Neither of the above. Haven't owned or read. How Could you get those digitally now if you don't have them? Or? We'll talk about that when the show's over. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, um, 
I will say that, like, I have, again, the faintest of memories of Wildstar being awesome because, like, he tore a symbiote off a dude's face and the dude was like, yeah. oh, my face! And, you know, he's like, it wasn't your face, it was just a thing living on your face. And I was like, oh, what a badass. And yet, for some reason, and stick with the guy. Just didn't didn't keep going. Well, now's your chance to redeem That's yourself. It. Total redemption, Wildstar fan. Wild, the Wild Star cast begins <laughs> next next what? It next time, right? Yes, next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thanks We're for out. listening, everybody. Uh, if you got any questions, suggestions, opinions, send them to savagefincast at gmail dot com, uh, or leave a message on our website, or even leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Adios. Peace.